Welcome to Financial Advisors Save the Darndest Things, where we teach you how to be rich in spirit and righteous in action. My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Save the Darndest Things and my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. As a certified private wealth professional, I'm actually here to help you live a life that's rich in spirit and righteous in action by combining your faith and your finances. And today we're going to review Dave Ramsey. He has a very good question for us. What is good income? And I'm going to give my blind reaction. Let's go. Today's question comes from Kelly in Ohio. I'm 23 and about a year out of ministry school with no school debt since I worked four jobs and cash flowed everything. So I'm totally debt free. Way to go, Kelly. I work at a professional screen printing and embroidery shop and volunteer for ministry, making $20 an hour. I work 45 hours a week at the shop, and after taxes, I'm at about 36000 a year. This is the most I've ever made, but when I listen to the show, I'm often confused at what you all say is a good income. To me, this is good income since I'm able to save $1,100 a month towards a down payment on a house. What are your thoughts? Do My first reaction is this is great. She's working really hard, she's living below her means, and she has the ability to save. I do want to say congratulations. To be able to live below your means at $36,000 and still have enough money to save, it really puts people in a weird situation because some people say, I don't have any money to save. Like, you know, I spend every dollar that I have or the cost of living is so high. Now, this may be true depending on where you live. $36,000 is not the same across the United States. In New York, it could be different. In Louisiana, it may be different. And maybe even in California or the Midwest but I'll be interested to know where it goes from here. Need to be worried about getting another job or is it about how I'm budgeting? All right, a lot of questions here. First thing that comes to mind is why do we go to ministry school? Uh, you know, if we go to ministry school and we've changed our mind, fine with that. But if we went to ministry school to be in the ministry, I'd want to know what the path is uh, to ministry. And then once you get into ministry, it depends on what you're doing because people don't go into ministry to make money, at least the people that are actually about ministry. So the question about good income, I think it's a, a, a tad bit relative, but if you look at the uh, the income scale in the United States, 36000 is 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 obviously on the low side. Uh, but I love your discipline, that you actually have a budget, and that on that income, uh, because you have no debt and you're living on less than you make, uh, you know, look, you're saving some pretty good money there. So uh, I don't think you need to be worried about getting another job, no. But the answer to that is, what job do I go to next? Because I doubt that you want to be in the screen printing and embroidery embroidery business for the rest of your life. So as he said, 36000 is a little bit on the low end, but I'm assuming that she is single. She doesn't have any children. She doesn't have any other responsibilities. And he's right. She went to ministry school. So what are you doing? As he said before, that people who typically go into the ministry are not trying to make $100,000, $200,000. They're doing it out of the love of God. So I think she still can work at the screen printing business, but if she's working 45 hours, 50 hours to produce print t-shirts and not necessarily spread the gospel of God, which it seems like that's what's in her heart, then she may need to switch jobs. Maybe she needs to find a way where maybe she goes to a Christian printing spot. Maybe she goes to a Christian business where she can combine her love of screen printing or whatever hobby that she has and spread the word that way. That's the proper answer to your question. Also hidden in your question was you didn't like it that we said 36000 wasn't a good income. Yeah, good right. income is not a moral statement. Right. Good income is relative to the average household income in America, which is 78000 right now. 
And so if you make 36 as a single person just out of school, you are at considerably less than the average, mm-hmm. which would also make up the average, and that's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's not a You're not a bad person. You're not a horrible income earner. You're not lazy. None of those are judgments that are say when we say good income. All we're saying is relative to the average, yours is low. But somebody's got to make up the average. So the, the question is, do you want it to be you? I get the point that he's making. But at the same time, there are some people making a quote unquote good income who are buried in debt. I'm talking about 50, 60, $100,000 in debt. So can she increase her income? She can. But if she's that young, she's going to grow into her income as her expertise increases, as her education increases, while her experience increases. All those are going to be different factors. But the principles she's building upon are great. These are wonderful. And I don't think that she needs to chastise herself for the fact that she has a $36,000 income. Once again, he said it perfectly. She does have a margin. If she takes that margin, she saves it, it compounds, she's going to increase her financial freedom. So think about $1,000 a month, that's $12,000 a year. In three years, she can double her income for the year. And that's a great savings rate as she continues and as she grows. And as her income increases, as it most likely will, she's going to still have those same principles to compound that money. And I think she's on a path to success. So when someone calls us and says they make, you know, $160,000, that's double the national average. And so that, by definition, is a good income. It's above average, way above average. And so these days, when you make six figures, you're above average. In the old days, when you made six figures, you were called rich. But nowadays, you just can buy Alpo. But Kelly, I think you're doing a great job. One thing I would recommend is that the principles that you have, that you share them with your loved ones or anyone that you feel in the future you may partner up with to make sure that they don't ruin all the hard work that you put in. Make sure they're on the same page as you, that both of you can grow and prosper. And I'm sure you are going to be well above the national average because he's saying it as a whole, everybody, all ages, not just someone who is single, female, straight out of college or out of ministry school. If you want more content like this, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, and share. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. 
Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.